Although Max immediately proved him wrong, but you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, inconsistent. He didn't say every time. He said sometimes he's good. Hey, maybe good, maybe shit. You don't know. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and this is the Grand Premio de España prediction pod, otherwise known as the Spanish Grand Prix prediction pod. <laughs> Dylan, how you feel about this race? Are you excited for this one? I am pumped, especially after rewatching what happened last year and all of the drama and all of the Carlos sign specials into the gravel pits <laughs> and the traditional track. I'm just super excited. Yeah, I think for me, that's the main thing. It's it's we for some reason, it seems like the first part of the season has been front loaded with all these street circuits. And now we're going back to a traditional track. And we're actually going to get to see now that all these cars and teams, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, are have these upgrades or are bringing upgrades. We get to see, you know, if there's a new pecking order or if at least, you know, some of the gap between the teams are going to shorten a little bit. Um, I'm just ready. I'm excited to see a good traditional race. Yes. Yeah, I am and, too. And, and it's been like I go back and forth because I'm like, oh, I like the street circuits because there's chan- more chance of safety cars and red flags and, and, you know, chaos, but it's actually like not true at all. In fact, all of our street races have been relatively mild on the safety car front and actually races like this get the majority of the safety cars due to the gravel traps and the grass and everything else. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for some shakeup on the grid, I hope. Um, and then, yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm stoked to see all the upgrades. Hell yeah. Um, well, and then, and on that, like, and I think it's hilarious because everyone's talking about bringing upgrades like across the board, which you kind of have to expect at this point, especially this far into the season. Um, but my favorite one by far is that the news headline is Vasseur insists there is big room for improvement with cur- with current Ferrari car. Hmm. You don't say. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> There's also big room for improvement in your bluffs and in your team strategy. I don't know if you know this. I hope I hope that continues. I want to see more of that. <laughs> I thought that was it's like all big headlines, like it's a like it's a total thing. No one knew. He's telling you there is room for improvement. It's like, oh damn, okay. Yeah. I saw another one. I guess uh Helmut Marco said Red Bull is gonna try something new, I think was the the quote. I'm interested um, to see what that is. Not asking Checo to give up his place to Max. Is that <laughs> I forgot about that until I rewatched the race yesterday. And then when I went back, I rewatched again and I didn't realize like they went back and forth. Like early on, they asked Checo to let Max pass. And then Max or Checo's like, Hey, let me pass. And then later they're like, you have to let Max pass. It was just back and forth. Well, and that's because Max's DRS wasn't working. True. You're right. This was yeah. the the one where the flap was intermittent. And so Checo was like, Hey, let me buy. Mine is working. And Max was like, No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not letting you buy. It seems <laughs> it seems unfair, but okay. Yeah. It was like I like at the end, it's like, we're gonna need to talk. <laughs> it's kind of hard, like I agree, Checo, that that was a little bit unfair, but then Max wins the race by like twenty seven seconds or something, yeah. and you're like well, that was still kind of early on. I think Checo didn't realize necessarily the pecking order at the team. Yeah. And then he was very quickly put in his place. And I think <laughs> he was like, okay, I am numero yeah. dos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, do we want to, we got, we got some news. We got, you know, where, where do we want to start, Kurt? Yeah, let's start with some news and then we'll get into uh, what the weekend's going to look like. 
Awesome. Um, the first one I, I think is kind of entertaining is the Fred Vasseur talking about Ferrari. Um, and I know we keep on giving spoilers away for what happened last year when we do the review. But if you remember last year's where uh, Leclerc was going to win the race and then Ferrari power unit special. Oh, dude, Leclerc was ahead by it was something like 15, 20 seconds, I think. Yeah. And then the engine just said bye bye. Yep. And that was um, it. But I thought, it, you know, in this article from about ferrari it really points out a couple of things that i thought was interesting there were two hundredths away from being on the front row in monaco their one lap pace is insane if they can figure out how to be a little bit more efficient on the racetrack um i think that ferrari has a chance at this track um and if you look at last year's mercedes they had a great chance at this track there was really some of these tracks kind of neutralized Red Bull's DRS advantage, and and I think this is kind of one of them. Yeah, I, I think the Mercedes was interesting to me last year because this was still kind of early on in the season when that car was kind of complete dog shit. Like, they hadn't yeah. really made the turnaround yet. And then to see how Lewis, after K-Mag, just blindsided him on lap one and gave him a puncture, he yeah. was essentially in last place. The only person behind him was K-Mag at that point. And that's the one, if you remember, where he was like, hey, guys, we might just want to save the engine. Like, basically trying to mm -hmm. give up the race on, like, I think it was lap eight. And they're like, no, no, we, we think you could still get in the points. And then he puts it up into P4, about to yeah. challenge Russell before they tell him to lift and coast because of his cooling issue or whatever. So the Was fact it a that, cooling issue or was it? I thought it was fuel. So they came over, when I was watching it again, at first the commentators were suspecting it was fuel. Uh, but then the engineers were saying something about a cooling issue, which is a huge risk for DNF. So yeah. may, it, may, unconfirmed, I guess. But um, yeah, he was the fact that he was able to come back from P19 and then potentially challenge for P3 at that point. That was pretty impressive in a car that was supposedly so slow. Yeah. So it'll be exciting this year with this new upgrade package and a whole lot of development in between. Um, I really think that we're going to see some good stuff from Mercedes and then the total unknown, but it's not really an unknown is we have homeboy hero Alonzo in an Aston that last year was in last place. And this year is like, what's going to happen. <laughs> so that I think for me, that's one of the big takeaways I noticed rewatching the race is yes. Or last year was a sea of red. It was yeah. all the Carlos signs Ferrari fans. I wonder this year how much of that it's red gonna is going to turn green. green. <laughs> yeah, because I mean he's the one like he's got a chance. He's been on the podium almost every time, so I wouldn't. I would be. I would not be surprised if that red goes green real quick. And he's just gotten so much more uh, um, press and media likeable. attention, and so much more likable. You know, Taylor Swift's probably going to be there. <laughs> um, so I heard you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think it'd be hard not to be a diehard Alonzo fan if you're in Spain right now. But, yeah, for sure. Um, also, another update, Mick, Mick Schumacher's officially been announced to be driving the Merc after the race for some development stuff. So he'll get his first chance in the car. Good for um, him. Don't crash it. Yeah, don't pull a... <laughs> that was Mick other, Schumacher. So, so from last year... Uh, or not from last year, from last week at Monaco, all the stuff was coming out about Le the Leclerc curse. I forgot that he crashed Nicky Lauda's Ferrari around yeah. Monaco. <laughs> I forgot about that too. That popped up the other day. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> not good. So um, 
that's kind of all the big news. Everyone's bringing updates. Um, I don't really want to cover all the rumor mills of the updates until we see them and we can, you know, we'll talk about them in the post race if anything was really notable, but uh, that's kind of all the news I've got. Yeah. Well, let's go uh, just dive into the weekend. What's going on with tires, you know? Yep. So we got C1 through C3, which should be actually really interesting. I'm excited for this. Um, so the C1 tire compound is the new hard tire for this year that was supposed to bridge the gap between what is now the C0, what was the C1, the hardest tire last year, because apparently the difference between the C2 and the C1 last year was pretty massive. So they slid a tire in between those, the new C1, um, last year in the race on a single car used that hard tire. I don't know if it was because of the day it wasn't necessary um, if it was too hard, it just didn't perform. I don't really know what the reason is, but no one used it. So never... Here, Adam, I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at me saying hard over and over again? It is too hard and couldn't perform. <laughs> you know, sometimes that happens, man. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> so everyone used the mediums and the softs last year. We have this not as hard, but better performing tire. Um, so it'll be interesting if we go from a two or three pit stop race to a one pit stop uh, and someone throws those hards on or what. So kind of different shakeup for the tires this year. <laughs> we'll see if uh, if it if it's just slightly softer works better than uh, too hard. <laughs> Don't have the to take story, any breaks. The story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's tire setup for this year. Um, other chain track change, no chicane for 10 T 14 anymore. Yeah. Got rid of that final chicane. That should be pretty interesting. And a lot of people on Instagram are excited because Fernando Alonso is the only one who's driven that <laughs> configuration before. <laughs> yeah. The big thing I saw is that it's, you'll bring more speed onto the main straight. You're yeah. not, you're, so you'll have more speed coming onto that main straight. So we should see higher top speeds, which is honestly just going to kind of favor, I think Red Bull. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Haas yeah. somehow. Haas has got a crazy top <laughs> speed for some reason, but they'll still be pretty far back there. Anyway, um, yeah, 66 laps. First race here was in 1991. It's 4.6 kilometers or 2.9 miles of freedom. Um, no real time standards set yet because of the dropping of the chicane. Last yep. year's times don't apply anymore, so I expect these to still be in the 120s. Um. But yeah, it's, it's about it. Well, I, I did see that the uh, there's a slight chance of rain. Well, it keeps changing, going back and forth. So potentially it could rain at any time throughout the weekend now. You and I were talking about this, though. I kind of don't want it to rain. No, I, I want to see to so get an accurate measure of these cars and their upgrades. That would yeah, be cool. I do too. And I, um, want, I want a good traditional race. I want the Carlos Sainz special under the gravel traps. Like... There's plenty of opportunity for that. You remember last year that turn four, there's that gust of wind coming across the track, caught out Carlos Sainz and uh, uh, Max K-Mag Verstappen and Max Verstappen. Yeah, it got oh. well. K Mags was also because Lewis bumped him, but he ended up in the same gravel track. Lewis bumped him. K Mag came from the outside out of <laughs> nowhere and <laughs> kamikazed him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> Lewis pumpkins. was where he was supposed to be. <laughs> K-Mag only had like three car widths outside of him <laughs> in that turn, okay? He had nowhere to go. No, I think you're, uh, that's the old Lance Stroll right there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about last year's race since we've already basically ruined everything. Leclerc was on pole and a pretty handed, like, I think he took pole by a tenth. 
he was he was out there a good bit two Two tenths yep um and then leclerc dnf from a solid lead too yeah he was gonna win that race that's i think that's the leclerc special you got the science special you got the stroll special and that's going to be the leclerc special you're out leading the race and then something the car just yeah exactly (laughs) um there was some great battles between max and russell not like the Baku special where Max complained about it. It was good, clean racing. And that was um, like was 10 laps long, too. It was yeah. awesome to see those two going at it. It was great. We had the Max Checo radio back and forth. Um, we are kind of hit on Lewis moving up through the field. You know, Signs, K-Mag, and, and Max all went into gravel traps. I mean, it was, it was a good, it was a great race last year. Tons of fun, tons of things happening. Yeah, it was. It, it was interesting that they went in the gravel traps. Even well, signs. I know he stopped and then was able to get going again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wonder if the gravel's not as deep. The, the Spanish GP. They probably did that for signs. They're like, we're not going to put as many rocks there, <laughs> so that once you go in, you can still get back out. Because <laughs> everywhere else, like you see in Australia, as soon as you stop, you're, you're done. Yeah, yeah. There, um, they definitely. There's a lot out. of gravel traps around that track. That's definitely going to play a factor. And there's grass, which is always nice because then it gets slippery on the outside, and then you're in the gravel on the inside. Yep. Um. So I, I'm pretty excited for this weekend. Should be going. Should be going. Well, I think it's time for the predictions. Which uh, I, I I took a different. I went strategy. pretty crazy this year. Did Did you? I, I took an yeah. alternate strategy. I went crazy in Monaco. I'm being a bit more conservative this time around. <laughs> yeah, mine's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. All right, let's see what we got here. So, Saturday, quality day. Who do you got going on pole? Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Charles Leclerc. I think it might be the first time this year I've actually not scratched his name out and written someone else's, but I see Leclerc on pole. Really? All right, well, I wrote it down. It's, it's in ink now. All right, so for my poll, I'm going Max. I I think that Max is driving in a league of his own right now. I I don't know, barring some like random low chance Red Bull engine issue or something like that. I don't see him, you know, being taken out right now. Yeah, that's fair. I don't I don't I don't see it. So I got Max on pole. Yeah, that that is fair. Yeah, I got Leclerc on pole. It'll be interesting to see. Um... That's the other thing that, and I'm kind of backtracking here. I know we're supposed to be doing the predictions. One thing I love about this track is how long it is to turn one from the start. True. And that's something that like I was playing into my mind with like the race days. Just this is a long way down there. It is. You're going to be at high speeds when you get to the first corner. It is. And as Alonzo said uh, in Monaco, Max is pretty inconsistent on his starts. Yep. And so if somebody is Although able to Max jump ahead immediately of him. proved him wrong, but you yeah, know, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, inconsistent. He didn't say every time he said sometimes he's good. Hey, maybe good. Maybe shit. You don't know. <laughs> All right. P3. Who you got? All right. So my P3 this weekend, I got Alonzo. I think it's, it's going back to the status quo. So I got Alonzo on P3. Yeah, I've got Alonzo on the P3 as well. I almost put Hamilton. I was almost going to do the upset and put Hamilton, but then I realized it's Alonzo's home race, and I don't see him allowing that to happen. Yeah, and that was mine too. I was thinking about Hamilton. Um, you know, they got their upgrades, but yeah, I don't know. Alonzo's going to be a tough one to beat, and you know, 
we got the Red Bulls to contend with. So I think P3. You know, it's interesting, and I'm just throwing it out here. We're in the predictions phase. I'm going to keep on rambling about other stuff. Is I saw a tech talk where they're comparing the new Mercedes, the Aston, and the Red Bull, mm-hmm. and how much the Mercedes copied the Aston, not the Red Bull, which was super interesting. And then I saw a whole lot of comparisons of the undersides of the uh, the floors between the Red Bull, the Mercedes, and the Ferrari, which we all got great views of in Monaco, and the Mercedes floor looks a whole lot more like the Ferraris. Wow. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense that they would copy the Aston because they share all the same components and Aston clearly figured it out. So why not go there? Yes. The big thing that I saw was on the Mercedes power unit. Apparently, the exhaust manifolds stick out more than the other ones. And so they're working some of that body molding specifically around the exhaust manifold, which, as we also know, gets crazy hot. And so trying to dissipate that heat before it hits the rear wing. So... I was like, that makes a little bit more sense. Like you said, they're using the same parts. I'm just really surprised that you have this Red Bull machine of efficiency. Not yeah. many people are really copying it all that much. It's And Aston Martin has Adrian Newey's protege over there, and he's kind of taking it a new direction. But no one's challenging the Red Bull. Hey, so they, they, There was a, a statement I read that one of the Red Bull, maybe it's Horner or somebody, basically said that they weren't really concerned with people trying to copy the floor because basically saying they're not going to be able to replicate it. Yeah. So you got that Adrian Newey magic mysticism, something going on in there. I mean, that guy is just a a beast when it comes to design, man. So, and you know, they talked about, he has a red notebook that he carries with him and he draws everything in it. I would love to see you probably look at it. It's like hieroglyphics or something just like, wind going this way and these random things. I bet he never stops thinking about arrow. No. Be a pretty good problem to have. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, right. Um all right, cool. All right, P2. P2. All right, so my P2, I got Perez. I don't yeah, I do you too. know, it's going to be a, a good track I think for the Red Bulls. Like you said, no more chicane, so a lot of high speed sections. And so I got Perez down there in P2. Yeah, I do too. So that leaves P1. Max, Max Verstappen. Verstappen. Yeah, it's it's a given, I think. I, last week was the best chance for somebody else to beat the Red Bulls, and that didn't happen, so I don't see it. And he won by 25 seconds. Yep. So, like I said, bearing, barring any sort of, like, unforeseen circumstance, Max Verstappen's on pole, or on yeah. top step. You're not, you're not ballsy enough to call a DNF over there? You were calling it last week, right? You I was. Double, double Red Bull, not in the points. Yeah, and I was wrong. <laughs> and this week I, I just don't see it i'm being realistic wild card all right my wild card is that there's going to be no dnfs Ooh. i i like i said the rocks are very shallow specifically for carlos signs so nobody's gonna if somebody does spin out they're gonna be able to get out but yeah, I, we I think it's had a Ferrari power unit failure yet. This weekend is primed it, for a Ferrari power <laughs> unit failure. <laughs> it's yeah, right. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been way too long. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like, oh, we're bringing all these upgrades to the body. It's going to be awesome. Ten laps in, <laughs> both cars, the engines just leave the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but no, I'm calling no DNFs this weekend. All right, all right. I'm going Alpha Tauri points. I think it's going to be Yuki Sonoda, but I'm leaving it open. 
largely because Helmet Marco said DeVries had till this weekend to put up, get his shit together. So uh, I think I've, Alpha Tauri is going to be pushing hard on setup and to get some points here. And they, I, I stand by it. I don't think the car is that bad. Yeah, I, I could definitely see them getting in points. I think there's an absolute 0% chance it's Nick DeVries, but I could see... Yuki Sonoda definitely getting into points. Open. I think Yuki Sonoda <laughs> can definitely do it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm conflicted on the Nick DeVries thing. I don't think he's that great of a driver, but he's also only had five races. That's um, true. And I know that we're Red Bull's doing what Red Bull does, and you don't have long to uh, show your stuff or you're gone. And we have Danny Rick sitting in the wings and. But I don't know if it's a fair shake to Nick DeVries after five street circuits to give him this one traditional track to prove himself. So I'm very conflicted on but, kicking him out of the car just yet. All right. You say that after five street circuits. But don't forget, this guy is the Formula E champion who only races on street circuits. Formula E only races on street circuits. I know. But Formula <laughs> E is not Formula One. I know. Granted, also that year that he won, it was like anybody could have taken it that year it just so happened to be him at that race but that being said i just i don't see it i don't well i don't see him being uh making an improvement and definitely don't see him in the points this weekend but i don't know we'll see i'm giving it a chance i'm I'm just pulling for alpha tower this weekend i think that that car is not as bad as it as it appears to be i think you got two drivers that are really struggling to maximize the performance um, to the point where you have race engineers in the rain at Monaco telling the driver how he should be braking. <laughs> the, to be fair, I think that I was watching some stuff back. I think he actually had a braking issue. It wasn't just Yuki being Yuki. <laughs> well, but I just love when he's like, what, what are you trying you, to crash me? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just roll into the brakes a little bit more over there, Yuki? <laughs> Fucking raining in Monaco, bro. You want me to crash? <laughs> why don't you drive this car? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in the points right now. Thank you very much. So, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't funny. get over. That was funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this weekend. We got kind of just a traditional weekend format. It'll be actually a nice kind of change up. There um, will be. And so we'll see what happens. Um, and I'm really excited for the upgrades. I'm going to be listening to Sam Collins all weekend. Yeah, I've actually become a fan of his uh, tech talks after the fact. He gets normally I'm not that into the technical stuff, but I think the way he explains it is really good. It his facial breaks hair it down for his dummies. His facial hair, his head hair is crazy. His, his to me. hair in general is, <laughs> looks like a mad scientist. He does. <laughs> he does for sure. A and mad hey, scientist he, mixed with like a surfer bro for the facial hair. Like I don't know <laughs> what it is. It drives me nuts. That's funny. All right, well, I think uh, that's pretty much it. You got anything else on this one? I think that I, I hope that DC's there commentating again. That was the oh my highlight God. of Monaco. Yes, um, please. <laughs> that's the best shit ever. I'm still trying to figure out what wrestling a squid is. <laughs> uh, octopus. Uh, octopus, yes. Wrestling an octopus. What was the other one? My buddy texted me one of them. Uh, what was it? I tried um, to Google wrestling an octopus, and it came up with some really weird things. So I'm... Don't don't know. Oh, he said that yeah, all the teams had people in the hills providing weather updates. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was one of the things. <laughs> like they've got scouts up there. Like <laughs> <laughs> Your job this weekend is go sit on top of that mountain and tell me if it starts raining. 
and take with, the Mercedes guy out if you can. <laughs> I think with the advancements in modern technology, that's probably not necessary. But I call total bullshit because it's been El Nino special here in Texas. <laughs> And the weather channel constant hour by hour, hour changes the chances of rain. I don't think anybody has a clue. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs> I had to think of what day it was. We'll be back on Monday and review these and see if my conservative predictions or your crazy con, uh, predictions are right. And uh, I want to go ahead and take a moment to thank everybody, all the new listeners. Um, seems like, Every two weeks, we're doubling in downloads. So thank you to all the new listeners. Um, everybody that's went and left the rating, thank you for that. If you've got time and you haven't, make sure you go leave a rating and a review and try to share this with a friend if you can. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for us this week. So on that note, stay classy, America. See you next time.